Hi, my name is Steve Dozer, and I would like to welcome you to our second season of our Prairie Conversations podcast. Uh, the purpose of the podcast is to provide our community with more insight into our schools, uh, our staff, our programs, and uh, learn more about our students uh, and activities. Uh, our discussion today focuses on an activity, and it's an after-school activity, and it's Prairie Chess Club. Uh, today, I'd like to welcome Prairie Chess Club organizer and instructor, Jim Hodina. Jim, thank you for coming in today. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about our chess club. So first of all, kind of uh, give our listeners a, a little update. T talk about, you know, uh, a little bit about yourself, your background, etc. Sure. So I was born and raised in Cedar Rapids, uh, graduated from Washington High School. Um, met my wife, Sean, at Iowa State University. Uh, when we graduated, we started uh, jobs in the Chicago area and lived there about 10 years, but then we started a family and once uh, my daughter, our second child, was born. We moved back to Cedar Rapids and found a beautiful place in the college community school district. So that's where we've been living since then. Uh, as far as chess goes here and my involvement with Prairie, uh, I founded uh, a chess nonprofit organization called Chess in Iowa that supports a lot of the activities uh, for scholastic chess uh, that I'll talk to you about today. Uh, also, I recently retired from Lynn County Public Health and just completed eight years of service on the College Community School District School Board. So well entrenched in College so Community. So I am a prairie through and through, yes. Um, I guess, you know, you, you, t you just hit on it a little bit, but how did you personally get involved in chess? I mean, you personally, when did mm -hmm. this start? And kind of talk about your past uh, involvement when it started in chess sure. and, and uh, where you're at personally today. Sure. Um, as a kid, uh, I enjoyed playing chess. I enjoyed a lot of games. That's what I asked for Christmas. And my dad hated to have to buy me that because he knew he was going to have to play me whatever game he bought me. But nevertheless, uh, <laughs> That's, that's the way I was uh, bent on games. Um, my dad had a, a book actually in his shelves about uh, the world famous chess match between Bobby Fischer and Boris Spassky, you know, USA versus Russia. And that, that piqued my interest a little bit as well. Uh, I really started playing tournament chess in eighth grade. My uh, high school, or my, my eighth grade, science teacher and football coach at the time told me about a city scholastic chess tournament uh, which took place over at Harding and then uh, I went and participated and after quickly losing my first game on nerves alone uh, I won the rest of my games and came in third place. Not too much longer after that my mom uh, had a friend of a friend that played tournament chess and he was kind enough to come over to our house and play chess with me on weekends. He certainly taught me some things. And then he started taking me to uh, competitive tournaments, lending me uh, books from his chess library and so forth. And he's really the one who took me under his wing and got me going. And today I still credit him as giving me the inspiration to pay it forward and teach other people how to play chess. Uh, today I manage a small nonprofit uh, called Chess in Iowa, uh, supporting chess in our community. I am an official for many national chess tournaments. I am current president of the Iowa State Chess Association. 
And in addition to running the uh, Prairie Chess Club, I run three other local chess clubs, including a scholastic traveling team, much like there's traveling baseball, soccer, softball, and we're called the Iowa Pond Stormers. Awesome. Um, I guess, you know, you've played a lot of chess, played since you said eighth grade, but wh what do you love the most uh, yourself about playing chess? Uh, first thing I think of is that it's a lifelong skill. Just like golf or tennis, it's something you can always play and enjoy. And if you have to set it down for a year or two years, you can pick it back up and you can go back, shake off the dust and, and, and get going again. Uh, the chess community has a lot of players and families. They're just wonderful people. Some of my best friends I've met uh, through chess, uh, whether as a coach or a player. And then it really does open up uh, opportunities for people. I have written numerous scholarship reference letters or job reference letters for former students. Uh, my daughter has had similar experience. She was runner-up in a chess tournament that almost uh, gave her a full ride to Webster University down in St. Louis. Still things that come up in her interview today. And then my work at College Community led to other volunteer opportunities within the district. And believe it or not, that's actually how I made my way on to running for the school board and being elected. Well, you know, <laughs> good segue. Um, so, you know, you've been involved, but talk about how you first got involved, Jim. How did you first get involved in, in starting Prairie Chess Club? How did that all evolve? Sure. So um, when we moved back to Iowa, I was already a pretty solid chess player. Uh, my son was in third grade. We played some chess at home and so forth, and I approached Mrs. Chen, who was principal at Crest at the time, about starting a chess club. Of course, she was super excited and supportive. Uh, the PTO there purchased some chess sets for us and we st soon started signing kids up for an after-school club and they started coming. Uh, we did well, we attended tournaments. Um, I was fortunate enough to have an employer who was very supportive of me flexing my hours so I could come over right after, right after class was dismissed. And then along the way some other teachers uh, staff started picking up chess clubs at their school at Heights and View, Creek and Point, and at the high school. And although many of them have retired or moved on to jobs outside the district, uh, kind of tried to step in and bring everybody together. And today we meet at Creek and at the high school with the help of Mrs. Anderson, who's one of our tag teachers. We bring all the K-4 students over from the K-4 elementary schools to Creek and then of course with the Creek students and the fact that their staggered dismissal times were able to teach and play in, in two groups uh, on Mondays and then just this year started a, a chess club at the high school and the Point kids come over and we meet in the cafeteria and play there on Wednesdays. Fantastic, that's great. Um, so you started in 2006, would that be about right? About 15 years or more? Yeah, at least. My, like I said, my son was in third grade. He's 26 now. So uh, you and I talked before and tried to do some quick math. Right, and, uh, yeah. Came up with uh, that, uh, that year, uh, school year. You know what's impressive though, Jim, is your kids have graduated yep. and you're still doing this, which is nice because you know, your kids have been out you know, anywhere from four to six years and you're still doing it. So. Um, 
Well, uh, so you talked about the early years, but when you started, you started at one school. Talk about maybe that first couple of years numbers to where you're at today, Jim, in terms of numbers and how many are out. Sure. Um, we had started at Crest, as I mentioned before, and it was received very well immediately. We quickly had 30 kids or so signing up, and our discussions went from how do we get kids signed up to do we have a limit? Is there only so many kids that do we, we have, have enough room? chess boards? Do we have enough? Do, yeah, do we have enough chairs yeah, and tables right. in a room to be able to hold that? Do we have enough volunteers to help help supervise that many kids? Which today still is probably our constraining constraining factor on the size of the Prairie Chess Club. Uh, so that's how it started, and uh, as my kids moved through, you know, from Crest to Creek. And there were some people there. Uh, I think Mrs. Hess was the counselor there, and then there was a another friend of hers that played chess. They they had club going there. So when my kids went over there, I I went with them as well. And I thought it was easier just to stick at Crest, and we've always had a or at Creek, and we've always had a Creek Chess Club uh, since then. And there's room. Yeah, which and there's nice. room. There's that huge auditorium slash study hall slash LG. 101 or 01, whatever it used to be called. Uh, we've had point kids come over to, to Creek. We, you know, we've tried all different kinds of variations until we got to where we are today, uh, which right now we have well over 100 students who, who've registered and attended our clubs this year. Um, well, so for people listening or parents mm -hmm. who are thinking about it at any any level, I guess who can participate, Jim? Who who actually, if they say, "Hey, I want sure. you know, I want you to get involved in chess," mm -hmm. what ages are, are can they get involved? So, as I briefly touched on, we're we're pretty much limited by supervision. So, volunteer after school volunteers and space right now. So, our K six group is limited to third grade through sixth grade at the at the current point, unless they otherwise have some prior chess experience playing in tournaments and so forth. Uh, and, and so that's where that number stands. And then we have a small number of kids over the grades of 7 to 12. Um, we had some high school students, and, and primarily now we are at uh, point-level students uh, at the high school. Uh, and they meet Wednesdays after school. Okay. Um, so you've been doing a long time, yep. so obviously you have a passion, but I, I guess, what do you love the most about teaching chess? Because I know at times, I was there the other day, <laughs> you know, there's a lot sure. going on, you got sure. all different levels and, and all that, but what do you love, Jim, about uh, teaching chess to kids, our kids? Um, well, I'm, when I go into the club, um, the first thing is I'm very clear that, you know, we're going to have a lesson, we're going to learn about the game. We're not here just to pull out the chess boards and play and mess around, mess around, say. and yeah, whatever that case. So, I, I enjoy giving the lessons at the beginning, 20, 20 to thirty minutes, depending on the age level, um, and then we let them go and play some structured game. I'll I'll have a tournament or something like that for them to play, and then give them some free time afterward to kind of engage in whichever way way we can. Uh, some other things, I, I really like to see kids improve outside of the chess club. I mean, I get 20 to 30 minutes, you know, that's just not very much time uh, 
to learn enough to to grasp and improve uh, readily or at a, a significant pace. So I've gone in and I've spent a lot of time setting up uh, accounts for kids on our online platform uh, called Chess Kid. Uh, we do all kinds of things there like lessons and puzzles and we have certain positional scenarios that kids can practice uh, against the computer. And uh, I'm always learning along the way how to better teach kids. And this year I actually set some proficiency standards. And when they reach those standards, they've uh, received a chess set uh, with a board and carrying case and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that seems to be really receptive. So my teaching style hasn't always been the same with chess, but over the years it's, it's evolved and I, and I think we're getting better and stronger. Uh, I love taking kids to uh, chess tournaments. Uh, we sponsor, host quite a few tournaments here at Prairie. The school district has been amazing in their support for all of the things that is we that do. Is that mainly at Point or what is that? Uh, we we've ha we have it at Point in the cafeteria. That's the ideal space because there's so many tables and so much room there. Uh, sometimes when we're competing for space, uh, we've moved over to either the high school study halls or we've gone into the uh, uh, Creek cafeteria. But uh, lately it's been at the Point, uh, Point Middle School and so that's really worked well. Um, we had one just last month, did pretty well in that event, uh, and we're traveling this Saturday to Des Moines to compete in another uh, school-based team approach uh, to, to a chess tournament. Fantastic. And, and I assume like the parents will go and they'll all yep. be there transport to help transport and everything else? Yeah, you know, I've college community has let me get a, a school van from time to time and we've taken that. Uh, I literally have purchased my last vehicle based on the fact that I need enough <laughs> space to take all of my chess stuff and the yeah. students and everything like that. Uh, so I'll be driving a couple of the, them who otherwise wouldn't be able to get there. But yeah, yeah for the most part, parents are, are taking their kids. Um, I guess for those, uh, for a player that's been at it maybe a year, maybe a player mm -hmm. that's been at it 10 years, I guess, what advice do you have for a player, I guess, who's looking uh, to improve and say, you know what, I want to take it to the next level? Mm. So what advice would you have for that player? Uh, so the most successful students, just looking at, you know, looking at the empirical evidence, if you will, that I see from, from those that have gone on to be the most successful in chess, it really, it's the parent support. Um, I can stand up and teach and I can show them where the next tournament is and which ones to go to and even go there with them and kind of coach them through the process. But uh, I've really been pushed a lot by some of the parents who want more, who uh, take their kids around the Midwest or the country uh, for tournaments. Uh, just this year we, had a, we have a second grader over at Crest. Uh, they went to the national championships uh, which was classic championships in Florida in December and one of them uh, the second grader finished 14th overall in the nation uh, <laughs> that's not something I can do right you know right. I, I, I can create places I can create it, this traveling team which right. is part of I can uh, invite him to our, our chess clubs at school uh, and that would be fine or he came to our summer chess camp I think this is first year but it's really the parents involvement there the support to get coaching just like if your parent wants you to learn how to play the piano or drums or whatever the case might be 
you need to find a, a place where they can learn, a person, maybe a coach, a teacher, and then you need to get them to the recital, you need right. to get them, yep. uh, make sure that they're practicing every day like they're supposed to, because if you're like me at the end of my piano playing days, uh, I maybe practice once before I went to the lesson and the teacher knew exactly that exactly. I had been practicing right. all yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, don't kid yourself, Jim. You, these opportunities have made it possible for these kids. Uh, to do that and take it to another level. Um, I guess aside from you know the competition side of thing, what benefits um, are there uh, to students learning to play chess? Well, that's, that's interesting and it's also a difficult question to answer because there's certainly been a lot of studies out there. It's logical, hey, if I can sit across the chessboard, analyze, calculate, plan, all of that, I should be able to translate that to other disciplines. and. Um, interestingly, I'm, I'm, I'm a participant right now as a senior uh, in a Harvard study to see how continuing with chess helps my memory and do I forget things or do I retain things well or better than maybe uh, Somebody who's other people, involved. yeah, people who are not stimulating their brain through activities such as chess. Um, you can just Google how does chess benefit kids or sure. players or whatever and you'll find tons of studies out there and, and I continually get them sent and read and, you know it increases memory increases reading skills your ability to plan and have foresight on various activities it's amazing you know being in the business world doing business planning how many of the same terms we use in chess that are used in developing a business plan, for example, right. with tactics and strategies and strengths and weaknesses and threats and Not overlay. you know all of that, all of those terms, you know, uh, come up. And I stand up and facilitate a business planning based on process. your experience, and, and I'm just like, this is so easy and natural to me, right? And I don't know why I'm the one up here standing here doing it, but nevertheless, I am, and so away we go. So, you know, uh, as, as kids develop, a uh, lot of the uh, ability to for reasoning and forethought are, are developing in young teenagers and whatever the prefrontal core um, of their brain. And so that's growing. And so by exercising that part of your brain, there's thoughts that it stimulates brain growth and IQ in that area as well. Um, I also, it, it just, aside from all the cognitive, skills that we want to think about with chess. It, it's, even though you're, it's just two players playing and oftentimes they're not talking when they're playing, it really is a social activity. When I get 40, 50 kids in a room and they're all playing chess, like I you said, it. you were there you were on it Monday. Was, it was extremely, uh, it, was it, is not, it is not a church service. No, and what was interesting is you, you would see some kids are just focused, not, I yep. mean, not talking, whatever. And then the other group, they were just enjoying the activity mm -hmm. of playing and laughing. And, yep. and kids are having a great time. Yep. Yeah. And when we travel together to a tournament, we'll have, we'll have 15, 20 kids there this weekend. You know, we all get together. We all ask how each other did. How's the team doing? Right. So there's things like sportsmanship that yeah. you're teaching at a very young age. You know, we're talking second graders, as I just mentioned, or... Uh, any elementary kid where they might not really have that 
exposure and right. that opportunity. Yep. And or being part of a group, being even though it's an individual, yep. but just being part of a group. Yep. Um, I guess, uh, can you recommend, Jim, what, you know, if somebody really loves chess, uh, has been in it, or just interested, uh, what, what would be a must-read book that okay. you would really recommend that, you know, if you're going to want to sure. learn more or your experience, you want a different kind of book, what, I guess, what would be some must-read books? <laughs> That's interesting. When I first started at Crest, I, I worked with uh, the librarian to purchase all these scholastic-oriented chess books and they sat there on the shelves. I have had very little luck with kids pulling a book down and opening it up and reading a chess book. Uh, so I've really gone online. Uh, so I mentioned Chess Kid, that's our online teaching platform, uh, virtual teaching platform. I use another website called Chessable. They have chess courses, they call them. But it's much like reading a book, although it's much more interactive. Uh, YouTube has some great uh, uh, authors or, 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 or video uh, outlets. I love the St. Louis Chess Club's outlet. There's a couple others that are really popular with the kids. Some of the, there's one, our, one of our top U.S. chess players uh, pretty much just is on Twitch and he makes more money streaming chess online than he probably does playing chess and I think that's why we don't see him as much yeah. playing chess as we do. Because he's making money. Because <laughs> he's making money. There's yeah. lots of lots of uh, uh, stories of young chess players that are making a hundred thousand dollars a year just streaming chess. So wow. uh, so there's a lot of lot of resources online and Boy, it's just I collected, a matter of, I collected baseball cards. That was the yep, wrong thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, so yeah, I do a Tuesday night nylon club uh, with the snow coming tonight. Our traveling team normally would have in-person practice. We're going to do it on Zoom tonight. So, sure. so a lot of and everybody's comfortable with that. Yeah. Five years ago, it was like, no, we all want to get together in right. person. So, trying to keep pace with that is has absolutely been, has been important. Um, so, I guess if, if you know, Jim, and we, we've had families come in, and just yesterday I had a family come in and. You know, when I say, you know, what, what opportunities are there? You know, we talked about the schools, and I'll say clubs, and I'll say chess club, and they'll say, you guys have chess club? And I'll say, yeah, absolutely. You mm -hmm. know, so I guess what would be your one-minute elevator yeah. pitch to a, <laughs> to a parent who's coming to the district, and their kid wants to get, yeah. thinking about getting involved in chess, what would be a, right. maybe a one-minute elevator pitch? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up on that comment you made about touring, then I'll give you my elevator okay. pitch. Because because. That is one thing that I, I didn't get to, I had written down in my notes here, but I forgot to mention. You have brought in several over the years students who have come in and from Arizona, for yeah, example. I remember that. And twice, twice I've had parents from Arizona. Three times, I take that back, three times come in from Arizona and they have a lot of scholastic chess in Arizona and they come in and they, they're like, wow, you have chess and you even toured them through our chess camp. And yeah. they're like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And, and they got involved just like that. And one parent was just telling me this year who's got a third grader at Heights, I believe, he had chess in Arizona and he was like, how am I gonna make friends? And he got in chess and he's met a lot of kids and made a lot of friends. Last night we met at the Cedar Rapids Chess Club at the downtown library. A lady came in, yeah, we just moved into Maryland, uh, from Maryland. We're in the Marion area. 
and my kids are at a school and they don't have a chess club and they won't even start one because I've uh, asked them and said I'd run it and I said oh we got them over at college community she goes yeah I almost bought a house over there just because <laughs> chess club. they have a chess yeah. club there and in fact she's gonna hire me to do private lessons with her kids okay. uh, in, instead but yeah. Uh, so yeah that that has actually turned out to be a nice little thing I never really expected before You're great for the kids and families yeah yep, yeah yep. so it shows that there's more than just coming in and doing sports or doing a high school club uh, there's lots of opportunities there so that's really you know that's exciting I always I always get a kick out of those types of stories uh, my, my first thing I find in in my elevator speech is to let people know that chess is well organized in the state they don't think of it as an organized activity think of it maybe like Minecraft on the computer and the kids know how to play Minecraft and they'll go in and play but we have professional instructors we have uh, certified tournament directors we have coaches that will teach chess and it can be a very rewarding activity through the entire scholastic experience um, and it's no different than the other organized sports such as uh, softball or baseball like we've talked about um, they can have a lot of fun it's a it's an enjoyable activity it's not all just the, the TV image of somebody sitting quietly and not, and not doing anything. It's very engaging. And uh, the kids that have an affinity for games or competition, they're going to find chess enjoyable for them as well. Okay. Um, well, each year, Jim, you know, uh, you run a camp. Talk mm -hmm. about the camp a little bit. If, if sure. people are looking at uh, doing something this summer and they're hoping for that, but sure. I know you've run a camp, but kind of talk about your camp and how maybe somebody could uh, get involved. And we have Prairie Backpack as well. We promote the camp mm -hmm. and, you know, sure. that way kids can build. But maybe talk sure. about your camp you run each summer. So we are in our 14th year of running the Prairie Chess Camp. And uh, the idea came from one of those parents who wanted their kids to be involved in chess and took them around the country and played chess, just like I was uh, describing as, as perhaps the most influential factor in a, in a kid improving in chess. He says, you know, you should have a chess camp. And I was like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna where do get, I start? Where do I, how do I get off work? Do I have yeah. enough time to run right. a chess camp? And so I, I started out with two days at Creston, or at Creek, excuse me, and we had about 20 kids. And then, you know, the next thing I know, he says, you know, this should really be a one-week chess camp, not just two days. And I said, oh, <laughs> all right. So, you know, I had enough vacation stocked up, so I took five days off, and we had a five-day chess camp. And it has grown to 64 uh, students, and we have to cap it at that. We just don't have enough space. We don't want to make the classes so big that, uh, that it's... You know, comes unmanageable or un unmanageable, or the kids don't find it a good learning experience, things like that. So we always sell out. I, I can't think of a year we haven't haven't sold out anymore. Uh, we group the students based on their age and skill level, and we have a beginner track and everything for for K three uh, kids, and we put them into four different classes, each headed by a different instructor, and we rotate the kids so that they all get to uh, interact with each instructor. I hire professional coaches <coughs> uh, out, of Minnesota, out of Wisconsin, uh, the Milwaukee area, uh, master strength or better, <coughs> and they teach the kids in the morning uh, with different lessons, and then we, in the afternoon, play structured tournaments or things like that, and the instructors then review the games with 
with the campers and they figure out what they could have done better and, and right. what they did well and reinforce those behaviors. Um, and then, of course, we sprinkle throughout that snacks and then lunches and we go outside for recess when we can or up into the gym. Uh, oftentimes our lunches turn out to be the biggest selling point. The kids uh, enjoy, enjoy the food sure. that we bring oh, in yeah, right. as much as, as perhaps anything else. Oh, even chess club. I was amazed. Yep. The kids love their snacks yeah. and they're eating and playing yeah. and just yep. perfect. Yep. So I have some kids that the only chess they do all year is come to the chess camp, you know. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so uh, I maintain a website. Uh, I mentioned our nonprofit is called Chess in Iowa. So it's www.chessinaiowa.org and I've got uh, a page on there for the Prairie Chess Club, I've got a page on there for the Prairie Chess Camp, I've got a page on there for our traveling chess team uh, and some other events uh, that we sponsor throughout the year. And you can just go click out there, you can look at past years, you can see photos from past years, you can look at uh, I, the daily newsletters that I write to parents. Um, through all of this, I found communicating with the parents is perhaps one of the most important things. Not only at the chess camp where I write a daily summary of our activities and provide them photos of what's going on, which they tell me is great because they don't get that at many of their other no, <laughs> summer right. chess camps. Right. I do that with our chess clubs uh, at Prairie. I write a, I've written, I think I've got 12 different newsletters already posted on there for this school year for our Prairie Chess Club. So you, people are really interested you can go yeah. in and read those those newsletters and see what we're up to and, and how kids are doing and, 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 and what grade level Jim for the chess camp chess camps open to K to 12 okay so um, and and there's the, you'll find the right fit for them yeah so like I said we, we separate them into four right. groups so anybody and okay. so I have an advanced group and I have a beginner group and then but I have all, two groups in between and then we, when we play the tournaments we make sure that the kids are matched up against sure. uh, kids that are of their same level so that they're not playing way up or playing way down, that, that they're always having a competitive game. Good. Um, I guess what is your proudest moment, Jim, as a player uh, and maybe your proudest <coughs> moment as an instructor? Well, I've, I guess I've had some success as a chess player, although being an instructor takes away from my opportunity to train and practice and prepare for personal tournaments and things like that. But. Uh, uh, I tied for first uh, in the Iowa Open Championship some years ago. Uh, recently won the Iowa Senior Chess Championship. This year I, I placed second in that event of a strong field of masters and experts. Um, but as a Prairie Chess instructor, um, we won the Iowa Elementary Championship last year. Uh, due to COVID, that was online. Uh, in the in-person tournaments like we're now back into. We finished second a couple of times, uh, including this year. Um, I also, as I mentioned, I have a traveling team called the Iowa Pondstormers. Uh, we've done well at some national events. In fact, one of our, our students, Prairie students, uh, who was on the traveling team won a national chess championship event in Minnesota a couple of years ago. So. Those are a couple of highlights, definitely. Well, I guess uh, my last question, Jim, is who was your idol? Uh, well, I don't really, I wouldn't say I have an idol. Or mentor. Uh, I would definitely identify some people I admire, uh, whether they're mentors, have been mentors, or just people out doing things like I am 
perhaps on a much bigger scale in some cases. Uh, first, I always think of that person who taught me chess, came over to my house when I was in eighth grade and taught me, played with me, uh, and then took me to tournaments and so forth. So I remember in high school, I had to write a speech on somebody you admire, and he was the person I picked. Oh, so neat. not not some political figure yeah, right. or some, yeah, right. you know, amazing humanitarian or, or some yeah. yeah some athlete uh it was it was him uh, a lot of people admire this guy but there's this uh benefactor in st louis named rex singfeld he was he's a billionaire i mean put it simply he built a hedge fund and made million billions and retired but uh rather than just kind of doing some of the more traditional philanthropy that you or I might think of. He, he built literally a whole square block now of chess uh, in St. Louis, a very prominent part of St. Louis. And uh, it's called the uh, St. Louis Chess Club and Scholastic Chess Center. And he not only supports grandmasters at the top level and brings them in for international events, he provide support to scholastic players. Uh, he's in, reached out now and they've invited Iowa scholastic chess players down there. They they give us free grandmaster lessons over the weekend. They put us up in their uh, club housing. They have house, literally brownstones just right next to the chess club. Wow. And you can just stay there for the weekend and uh, you just have to get down there and figure out what you're going to eat and everything else is taken care of. So it's been an exciting time. It's really brought in a lot of a lot of people uh, to realize how much chess really can be for others. Oh, to grow the game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and finally, I, I really appreciate and admire all the people here at College Community uh, that have supported our chess program. There have been teachers like uh, Mrs. Anderson, who I mentioned, Julie Zastro, uh, Mrs. Chen, now Jennifer McDonald uh, at, at Crest, and, and uh, other you know the other K four uh, schools, which have uh, promoted our club and provided support through staff and other resources. The administration here has supported us to be able to provide you know, like those online accounts uh, for kids who otherwise couldn't participate for, for financial reasons. They've, they've been able to help us uh, bring them in and, and let them uh, participate uh, at, at a lower reduced fee. And uh, so that's also, also been great. So I, I can tell you honestly, um, the support we get here at College Community for our chess programs is more than any other school district I've encountered in the state. It, it really has. We, we host tournaments, we host the chess camp, and I've gone into cities like Ames and, and it's just a monumental struggle. Um, the cost barriers that they put up for us to be able to do some of that stuff is just frustrating beyond belief. Right. And the reason we have so many kids and we'll have more teams at the chess tournament this weekend than any other school uh, district, uh, and it's because college community supported it. Well, I'd like to think it's because of Jim Hodina as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, Jim. I do my part. Yeah, well, you do more than your part, and, and to do this, like I said, your kids are graduated, and uh, 
uh, you know, to you to keep doing this and provide these opportunities for our students has been uh, amazing. And uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for all you've done for our kids here uh, and and the opportunities you provided our kids here has been amazing. So Jim, thanks for everything and thanks for uh, all you do. Yeah, thank you, Steve.